Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Anime Watch Club, a bi-weekly group discussion and review where the hosts of the What Do You Say Anime podcast nominate and vote on shows either that we haven't seen or shows that will hopefully lead to a great discussion. On today's episode, the Armed Podcast Agency will be discussing the first season of the 2016 anime Bungo Stray Dogs. Let's meet today's detectives. First up, his ability to automatically infect surrounding people with a 300% increase to have a good time. Ability, J-Factor. We have Jay. Jay, how's it going? Oh, pretty well. Happy to be here. I think this will be an um, interesting discussion. I, I think so, too. I think so, too. Next up, his ability is to afford anything he wants. Ability, Dad's credit card. We have Johnny. Johnny, how's it going? <laughs> well, you know, I can afford everything except you wasting my time. Damn! Oh, damn. <laughs> damn! Johnny, shit. let's go! That new haircut got you a new attitude. I love it. <laughs> Joining us all the way from 153rd in Tremont, his ability to delete any form of publication on the internet. Ability, you didn't see that tweet. We have Haz. Haz, how's it going? Man, you know, I had to run through a few publications today. They was talking spicy, mainly my own. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Uh, this may be deleted in a week or two if I like it, though. <laughs> You're the one who deleted this episode, our previous episode of Spotify. Thank you for that, Has. Uh, next up, his ability to produce any six-digit hentai sorts with a screenshot or brief description. Ability, the sauce. We have Cat. <laughs> hey, man. How y'all doing? Uh, just making sure y'all are supplied. Uh, yeah. Appreciate Hit that. You're my <laughs> hentai plug. I appreciate you. Uh, he's on his honeymoon, but joining us today is Miles. His ability is to stop time only to prove that he is right in the situation. Ability. Hold on, I got proof. Miles, how's it going? It's going well. Um, I've been, I've lived many lifetimes, but all of them spent on Wikipedia, so. Well, we're glad to have you. Uh, and Pat. Oh, yeah. I should get used to that, shouldn't I? Um... <laughs> Yeah, we're here to talk about all of our abilities and brag and and gloat uh, about ourselves. But no, we're actually here to talk about Bungo Stray Dogs, the Studio Bones anime from 2016. Notably, we are only talking about the first season. We did not get to, what is it, two and three? Is there a third season or is it in production? I can't remember. Um, the fourth is in production. I, 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 that's what I thought. I, I My brain was telling me that, but I don't know why I didn't believe it. Uh, Studio Bones has done a lot of shows too. They've done uh, My Hero Academia, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, um, a couple Mob other Psycho. Mob Psycho, Noragami, a couple other big big name shows. So they're pretty well known, and this is one of their top shows on Mal too. So um, so yeah, it should be an exciting discussion. But uh, as usual, we will start with our initial impressions and whether we recommend the show or not. Uh, so we'll go off the first three episodes since this is a twelve episode show. Uh, again, feel free to talk about whatever you'd like. Try and keep it spoiler free. So why don't we start off as usual with Miles? Miles, what have you got for us? Yeah. So, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna break the rules because my initial impressions of the show don't sum up my impressions of the show well enough. Um, because I think that like, like I really didn't like the show to begin with. I think that the first, I I don't know five eighths of the show is like pretty bad and i also think that i went into it trying to engage in it in like the wrong way um i went in like trying to look at this like monogatari or something um when like that's that's not what it is and it's like 
not its fault. It's my fault for me trying to like fit a square peg into a round hole. Um, I think that there's like some neat stuff to it. Generally, I think that there are quite a few plot holes. There's some really weird character quirks that are hyper present at the beginning and then slowly die off as the show goes on. Um, would I recommend this show? Uh, this is going to be a controversial take, but I'm going to say yes, because I don't know why, but I have a, just this weird feeling that season two might be good. <laughs> so um, I would say give this a try. Um, know that it's certainly not perfect, but that it, it does get better. I know that's like a pretty common anime trend, right? Like, oh, it gets better after 34 episodes or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it'll have a very tentative Miles stamp of approval, like a very tentative one. A cautious one. There you go. That makes sense. Uh, all right, Kat, what about you? Ooh, um, I just want to say at the beginning of our watch of this show, me and Miles had some of the same opinions. Uh, it's weird that we don't now. Uh, so I, so when I got into the show, I really felt the same way as Miles. I, I first few episodes did not catch my attention. Uh, not even the art style was my type of thing. Uh, so. I would certainly not recommend it. It just doesn't feel good to watch it. Um, it's just... Sorry, I just read something that uh, Johnny typed in the, in the chat, and I was confused. Uh, anyway. It's okay. It um, yeah, uh, I don't think I would recommend this show, mainly because it... The overall feeling that I got from it after the first few episodes was that this show might be good to put it in the background, but also definitely might not be good to put it in the background with other people in the house. Okay. Um, I is so are you, are you saying that because like you don't want to get caught watching it, or is it because it's like got? Well, I definitely don't want to be caught dead screen. watching this goddamn show. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. Do you need to review hentai? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the fucking gravitas of the situation. I guess so. Well, we'll get All to right. discussing that later. Um, Haz, what about you? What are your initial thoughts? Yeah, so I, I only know Bungo Stray Dogs really from the fan base on Twitter and the way people discussed it, right? I know um, generally from my interactions, a lot of female fans, a lot of husbandoing. Um, so when I went into it, I went into it with the thought, like, this show, probably not too hot. Um, probably just very strong, edgy, hot men doing very strong things and being daddy-ish. Um, and, you know, I think, I think I was surprised at the first episode and, like, the first few episodes. I got a lot of structurally, like, it sets up much in the way that Blood Blockade does. I was, I was surprised by, like, you know, the, the amount of structure in the show. Um, and the first episodes, I think, are really... Uh, they're not the best, in my opinion, but, like, they're put together, and, and they're, they're good. Um, but I think in those three episodes, you start to see 
I'm very much someone who lets the show guide me and how I feel about it. Um, and there are variances in the first three episodes about like how serious it takes itself, like it, the larger stories going on here. And, you know, for me, those inconsistencies and in, like how I'm supposed to feel about the show, especially when they're very sudden, um, which I felt like they were in this show, it, it definitely makes me not, you know, I'm not too much of a fan of that. Um, would I recommend this show? This show is not by any means like. It, it, although I brought up Blood Black Cave out of front, it's not that. Um, it's not. It's not like horrible. Um, I just don't. It's one of those shows to me that like doesn't pique my interest to keep watching it. Um, but like, if you have, if you want to, you know, what I mean, like, if you have time left over in your day and you're like, I want to watch a Husbando show. I mean, you could watch this. There, I don't really know what the other options are, so I can't compare. But like. I guess I would recommend it if you're looking for husbandos. If you're looking for something else, I mean, probably not. Probably not. Fair enough. All right. Um, Jay, what about you? What do you think? Um, hmm. So I mentioned this kind of multiple times in the, uh, like, Watch Club channel, in the chat, I should say, that um, it's kind of difficult to judge this because it all feels like it is setting up for the second it's it all feels like set up for the second season more or less and some information that was revealed about the production of the show made that make a lot more sense that I learned like literally 5 minutes before we started this and um but like pushing that aside is just like enjoyability like for like just for enjoyability I guess um I think that if you're somebody who likes the subject material, like you, you're somebody who likes watching JoJo's and like, you know, you hear the name of the stand and you like to guess what it does if they haven't said it already based on like what musical <laughs> act it is, then I think you'll really enjoy that sort of deal. Like the guessing the references aspect of it is really fun, even if it's not like a one-to-one -one of the authors or whatever and more of like an amalgamation of them and their work the themes of their works and such um if you like that you'll really enjoy it if you're somebody who likes super dark humor and you don't really care about uh tonal shit rapid tonal shifts then i think you'll enjoy it and um if you're somebody who pays attention to the background music of anime a lot. I think you will really enjoy it because it has a really, really good OST in my opinion, actually. Um, so yeah, I would act if you like those things, I would recommend it. If you're somebody who's looking for like a god tier uh, seinen or something like that, then I think that there's stuff you can watch that does a lot of the stuff that this does, but better if you're not super into the subject material or attached to the characters. Like that show Golden Kamui that we watched a few weeks yeah, ago. Like huh? if you, yeah, <laughs> like Golden Kamui, like if you like the gang aspect of it, then you could watch like Durarang or Bacano or, you know, something in, in that nature. Like, if you're into the subject matter and you like those things, I say go for it. If not, then maybe skip. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Is it is it soundtrack as good as the Sonic OST? That's the the big question. That is 
an impossible standard to live up to. It really right is. there. Yeah, like people, made, well, people joke about Michael Jackson being on that ship. <laughs> that's true. We uh, well, let's roam around at the speed of sound and uh, move on to Johnny's opinion. Yeah. Well, I've, uh, overall, I think the Sonic OST is a bit overrated, but like about the show itself. Ooh, come uh, on. You right. could be wrong. You could be wrong, Johnny. I have and... literally never heard it in my life, but you know, it, it sounds pretty bottom tier. So my, my joke must have fell flat to you, but that's okay. Johnny, go yeah. ahead. What's your take? Anyway, so I've this is a show that like I've seen a lot because you know it's quite popular. It's like I've seen it like on Crunchyroll when I'm scrolling through mindlessly for two hours because I can't decide on what to watch, so I just sit there looking at stuff. And you know, it's like starting off, I could definitely see like it's why it's like a lot of female fans you know it's like the characters i will say the character design in this show is pretty nice you know all the characters look visit look pretty like attractive and stuff like that but it's like the actual substance behind it and it's like jay kind of talked about it. it's like the tonal whiplash of it's like one second is serious and the other second they're joking around and like nothing is important and it's just like it's not inherently a bad thing about shows. It's just I don't think it's done well because the parts that are so that are supposed to be taken seriously aren't, and the parts that like are, it's just it's done poorly in my opinion. But yeah, and also like the plot. I mean, I think the plot's okay. There's nothing really too special about it. It's not like the best, but it's also not the worst either. In terms of how I would recommend this, I would say I don't, I don't really know. It's like. There's a specific audience that would like this, as I, as people have said, and it's it like coming from it, from my opinion, I would probably not recommend this show because I think there are a lot of flaws. There's like a lot of other shows I think could like do this genre better, and yeah, that's just what I have to say. All right, on to uh, on to Pete. What about you? What do you think? Fear not, listeners. The voice of the people uh, is here, and I'm oh. here to tell you that. I would absolutely not recommend this show. Uh-huh. I was I've been very vocal about Bungo Stray Dogs. Usually I give it the old college try and give it three episodes. I would have dropped this after episode one. Um it has my second least favorite character of all time in this anime. Um I think the theme it this reminds me of Angel Beats, where like on paper, like the themes and like what it's trying to do is like there. It just doesn't execute it at all. The fact that this is labeled as a comedy is a sham. I laughed once in 12 episodes. Uh, the characters I just could not get attached to. There's one character I got attached to, and it took uh, eight episodes for me to like her, uh, which was kind of crazy. And I think like a show that if you want to set up for like more to come, you need to make the beginning parts entertaining. There are other shows that do this that are similar. Mob Psycho, season one, definitely set up more for what's to come, and it was an incredible ride. This, I could not care less. Um, I think I'm going to say this probably about 60 times in this review. Inconsistent. The show is just so inconsistent in its themes and its delivery and how it handles topics, how it handles uh, the characters themselves, how it handles their power system. I just don't get it. Uh, I would say avoid this show. Watch Mob Psycho instead. It's so much better. Same studio, too. There you go. Wow. Full circle. Um, Okay. Uh, and lastly, I think most people have covered pretty, uh, pretty much everything there, there is to initially say about the show. Uh, I don't, I, I, I would recommend it. I, or I could see myself recommending it to people who are very into writing or very into, um, 
like some of the people have said, Husbando culture a little bit, but a lot. I didn't even okay. I didn't even get that vibe from the show. I, I was like sitting there like, hmm, these aren't as hunky. You know, when you think of like Husbando, we're all very straight. Are, I think well, not all of us, but too. you yeah, know, as I was say, speak for yourself. Yeah, no, I said, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, I think not getting it does make sense if you're like a very straight. Yeah, dude, and yeah. I did, I did give myself that caveat too while I was sitting there. I was like, hmm, maybe it's just because I'm straight but like, <laughs> but are, like female focus female gaze designed rather than male gaze designed a lot i felt a yeah. lot of parallels to uh nambaka just a worse art style yeah i agree the the because like that's a very a show where like the characters are designed for like female appeal right aesthetically yeah. and i think I they're the guard. um <laughs> Like the guard is designed for male appeal. I don't care what <laughs> you say. The guard is a self-insert. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can never be that hard. All right. Well, anyways, uh, back to Bungo Stray Dogs. Um, I, I, it is a show that grew on me. Um, An arguably worse show. Cat, is this? It, it's my turn. It's my turn. Um, <laughs> the, uh. And I will admit the the well was almost poisoned for me before starting the show because I did start it later than everyone else. I do agree that the, if I was only to watch the first three episodes, I would not probably not have watched more of the series. I, I like a lot of the other people have said they it changes tones very rapidly, and it's something that I complimented on Golden Kamui a few weeks ago, where I actually liked that it would go from super serious to not like goofy whatever you want to say, uh, almost in the snap of the finger. But I don't know why, but the way it did it in that show appealed to me more than it did in this, uh, than in Bungo Stray Dogs. And I think especially that that's especially prevalent in the first three episodes where it just happens constantly. And uh, Pete mentioned inconsistent. There are a lot of moments where I was like, oh, is this this person's just dead or, Oh, they took out this like looming threat that was posed as like, I don't know. Jesus himself standing there and staring you down with all of his power. And then suddenly it's like, Oh no, I just snapped his arm and then we're done. Like, I know there, they felt like there were a couple moments like that where I was just underwhelmed or, um, I, I really couldn't like get into it, I guess it is the, is really the only way to say it. So, um, However, by the end of the show, I would say I could recommend it. I like if I, I I don't know if I'm gonna watch season two through four or whatever comes out, but um, I can I can definitely see the appeal uh, long term of the show. So I don't um I just don't necessarily condone it myself. Uh, but yeah, so I think that that gets through our spoiler free recommendations. So now let's move on to some of our more uh, general talking points. Spoilers are on or in limits now. You can say whatever the hell we want. So. You have been warned. Miles, I know you had a specific point that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, so I, I guess I just wanted to talk about um, my personal journey on this show and how I, I like, looked at it. Um, and because I guess, like, going into it, you know, I heard that, um, you know, these characters are, like, authors or something like that. and. I had forgotten that, but after I watched like the first two episodes, I learned that, and I was like, maybe looking into these authors will enhance my experience. And so when I initially looked into them, 
I I mean I did look into the character or the author's like works and stuff as well to try to get a thing, but I didn't super dive into the works. I mostly dived into the lives of the authors and all of that. And it wasn't until episode eleven or twelve when uh, the guild shows up, who are a bunch of um, American and uh, Canadian um, authors. Um, they show up, and I realized with them that they were basing the authors they were naming them after the authors but the personalities were much more based on characters from their works than the authors themselves which caused me to then go back and retroactively look at everything and realize that it was like not nearly as bad as i thought it was as like representing what they were trying to representing i will say i think it's a little unintuitive uh, to do it that way, because you could be familiar with an author and not every work of it, them theirs per se. Um, but and I, I think I also went into it like trying a little bit too hard. Like one of my favorite moments from like Watch Club history was when we were doing our Baki Monogatari episode, um, and just like the absolute depth that Hachikuji's arc has, like with her name and all of it, and it's just the most absurd thing in the entire world where like every character means something super deep and you can like go on this like seven hour long thing learning about pilgrimages in Japan and the shape that you travel and all of this stuff and how that relates to her life. And I guess, I, I don't know why this wasn't fair of me, but I was expecting them to do that for like every single author um, that they went at. And I was, I guess just initially disappointed that that wasn't there. Um, but when I started viewing it more like JoJo stands or like, I don't know, Azure Lane for authors or something <laughs> like that, um, I think I, it's just, I think it's a little better than Azure Lane for authors, but I think that's actually a pretty good general gist of it. Uh, I had a much uh, better time with it. I, you know, I, I think it was like, I, I was taking the show to be way too serious because that's, you know, like I'm that guy who like really likes Bakamonogatari and Tatami Galaxy and all of that stuff and I just like try to force that on things so if you are going to watch the show I would suggest um, or any show this is just good advice for watching shows take the, the show on its own merits I don't know if anyone else had um, thoughts on like the general subject of how these things matched up or not Johnny you did okay so like this is gonna be like a really crazy comparison. But to me, this show is kind of like JoJo's in the way, like, they try to bring in, like, stuff from, like, other things. So, like, you know how in JoJo's, like, stands are based off of, like, famous bands and singers and stuff like that. Even though, like, and, like, I'm not too familiar with it, but, like, half the time the powers have nothing to do with the actual, like, with the actual abilities of the stands. I, I think Jay knows a bit of more about this than I do. Jay, can you... Uh, like, uh... I say for most of them, the, um... Like, if it's, like, a character name, most of the time it won't have anything to do with it, but for stands, usually the power, the name will inform you somewhat. Like, about, I'd say, like, 90% of the time, 80% yeah. of the time, something like that. But, mm. yeah, JoJo's is a bit more clear about it a lot of the time, I would yeah. say. Jay, so what like, did you I, think about... Oh, Johnny, you can continue. Oh, yeah, so, like, I was just gonna say, it's like, 
I think it's, I think it's like the in the same way as JoJo's, where it's like that part of the show isn't like the main point of the show. Kind of like how with Baku Monogatari, like the stories about like the monkey's paw and stuff like that are actually integral to the story. I think I think in in this show, it's more just there to be cool, in my opinion. I mean, like. Maybe they expand on it a bit more in the future seasons, but it's just from the way I see it. It's more of, like, that kind of situation. So, How would you want that expanded upon is my question. Sorry, yeah, I don't... I was, I'm curious. So, I guess, like, I don't necessarily think I would want it expanded upon. Like, I don't think they need to go into it in the show. I guess, like, what I was looking for was legitimately probably impossible to do, but for, like the themes of the powers and every decision the character made to be like invocative some way of these authors themes and stuff, you know? And that's just me chasing the high of like the best symbolism I've seen used in anime. Right. Um, But when I sort of changed my expectations for that, I mean, I do think they do a good job. I don't know what your opinion is on Jay of like, I would say like 70% to like, or like 50 to 70% of a given character, like, on average is probably like a good amalgamation of the themes and works that an author um, provided. I would say like the major exception is Naomi and um, that would be like my one major. Yeah, I can agree with that. Honestly, I think most of them are pretty, uh, most of them are pretty spot on on it. Not like I'm not an expert in Japanese literature by any means, mind you, but I, from what I've read and from what uh, people who are more into it have told me, they're usually, they're pretty good in that. And um, Yeah, it would, the, I would say it American would skew higher are... if I have a bias on my estimation, because I don't yeah. know everything super well. Well, the American authors I've looked into that, spoiler alert, show up in the second and third season, they're all, like, I think they're all really well done. Like, they got them, they're all... It's a, it's that was yeah i i agree i th- well actually i think stoker's done like a little meh but um yeah they went the they went a very uh obvious route with him it could have been done better i agree with that yeah <laughs> but well and so in very coincidentally i looked at one like english author in order to like try to get a grasp of this better early and i just like spoiled myself that stoker was in it looked at him and it was like this is bad and just assumed that everything else was bad and then, like, when the rest of them show up, I mean, uh, the, the, what's her name who wrote Anne of Green Gables, right? Lucy Maud um, Montgomery. Yes. So, you know, the character that she is, her namesake is very much obviously based on Anne, right? Yes. Like, yeah. there's a Raggedy Ann doll Stan that's, like, her power that, like, creates horrible pocket dimensions. She's an orphan like Anne. She's a redhead like Anne. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, it, it's... And that that was the main one that clued also F. Scott Fitzgerald being yeah. a little more posh, like yeah. a character in one of his stories as opposed to him in real life, um, were the ones that sort of clued me in and let me let me go back in that. Pete, I know you had something to say on this. I, I just want to I was like going to mention because uh, I'm kind of in the same state uh, boat as you where when you see these like cool elements in the in stories where you can go out and learn more information and it, it emphasizes and increases how I feel about the show. Uh, I feel like that what that's kind of like what Bungo missed was that they they made the, it seems like they had they wrote down the theme first and then wrote the story where they didn't make the story entertaining enough for me to go and actually go out and like find more information because 
it didn't encapsulate me in the story itself or something mm. like neon Genesis where I fell in love with the story and I want to find out more about Sele. I want to find out more about nerve. What was the first impact? Tell me more about the second impact, stuff like that, where the story engrosses me to go out and actually go find those things. I feel like that's where Bungo Stray Dogs like missed the mark on having these cool outside themes that I would love to explore if they gave me like a enjoyment uh, enjoyment factor to actually go and do that. Has I know you had something to say about this as well. Yeah, as someone who doesn't like like learning, right? <laughs> um, it for me it was just. I guess where, as in JoJo's, right, like you have Grateful Dead, right, and all these uh, references, um, but JoJo's exist before the reference. You know what I mean? Um, like you have Jonathan Joestar, you have Dio Brent, right? You have these and and this story, and it all exists before the references. Whereas to me, when I learned that like every character is named, you know, it feels like the show is built on this. Can but I it doesn't commit. Sure. Because I just looked at the Wikipedia article and it mentioned that uh, the author or mangaka literally came up with it first as like a he, she want I don't know the genre or the gender. Sorry, they wanted to uh, they literally wanted to do like famous authors as teenagers or young adults with supernatural powers. So like that is the concept it was designed around. The story did come afterwards. Yeah. For what and it's I, worth. I just wanted to give some context, more or less. No, Sorry. no. It, it feels like, the, I guess, like, maybe it was just the thing that's lost in translation is mm -hmm. the as teenagers part. Because if you, if they're not who they were in their lifetime, right? Like, it gives freedom for, like, character deviation that's, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, once you're done, I'll, if it's okay, I'll add yeah. something onto this. Yeah. Um, But, like, you know, watching it and then learning this is what it was and then like learning like oh it didn't really fully commit to that bit but like like i guess it's it's, it's supposed to be a teenage interpretation so there's obviously going to be deviations it's just like it felt like there was like a there was somewhere it got miscommunicated like what they wanted to do and they were struggling between like mm -hmm. we're going to make this a deep dive about like authors using like the cool cycle like uh, psychic powers and then like this story about like a a armed agency that solves crimes you know what i mean and and that's why for me it was it just kind of jerked me around you know like what should i focus on should i take it just as this this story that i guess has like everybody is a reference or are these references super important you know mm -hmm. so uh no yeah i agree with that overall i think um i don't know like to use like a game design term, it's a little bit of a case of like top down design versus bottom up yeah. design, where some people will come up with a story that they want to tell first, and then that's like, and then the characters are designed first, and then like world building and general concept of what you want to do is uh like designed afterwards. Whereas in this case, they said, "Hey, I have a general idea of what I want to do. Let's rock with that." And then the the plot can be designed like after we're done with characters and such. So it's I guess it's kind of a matter of taste. But I think when it comes to the fact that oh, and another thing, the thing that I mentioned earlier that was revealed to me before we started 
This was originally going to be a two-core show, which explains why it feels so like everything's just a setup for the second season, because originally it would have all been in one season, granted, with like a small delay. So they kind of messed they kind of messed that one up. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like it makes a, a big difference in my opinion, I would say. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Uh, I know 100%. Pat wants to go, um, but I'm gonna quickly speak to Jay's point and then let Pat say the thing he wanted to say. But I mean, I, I would say for me it did because say I, I in a world where this was our two core show, right? If the, say the second twelve episodes had the same quality and like vibe and stuff as episodes like eight through twelve of this, um, I could see the score of my show raising by like two points. I legitimately think that because mm. I think it takes. And it you know it struggles to find itself a little bit initially, and then it does, and it runs with it. But then it you only have so far to run at that point. Yeah. Pat, what were you gonna say? Well, I was just gonna take your your point about what you expected going into the show, and maybe that's why you were disappointed. Like for me, I was expecting this to be kind of fate, but for uh, literature literature nerds rather than history not buffs like me, you know. So like yeah. I was expecting a little bit more. A little bit more like because in fate are the characters literally themselves well no because fucking king arthur's a chick and like you know which is a huge spoilers no that's revealed in the first episode i no, i'm not no i'm not being guilted over that one um <laughs> no i'm not taking the bait it was um, worth the shot yeah <laughs> I was about to spoil something else, though, so actually, good catch. Um, but other characters are not perfect carbon copies of their of themselves, so to speak, right? See, so, two, the character was on screen twice at the same time. <laughs> um, you don't get that spoiler, but I do. Okay, cool. Um, I'm glad I'm not part of my own joke. This is great. Um, <laughs> but anyway, anyways. But yeah, so like, I don't know. So I loved Fate. Because it had all these historical figures and these people I've either learned about or heard all of the legends about over the years and and, and whatever. So maybe if I liked literature more, I would have been able to latch onto these characters more. But then that that was my initial thought. But then I after hearing everyone talking about it, it's like, oh, no, these aren't based on the authors themselves, which, of course, that's, I don't know. An author is a lot less interesting most of the time than what their works are, right? You know, like it's hard to say that these let's say all these different authors that they're based on would be that interesting to watch or that they would all be cool enough people to have their own power based off of them i mean christ we could we could barely between the seven of us we could barely come up with our own powers so to speak right like it's not an easy thing to do um so i i, I don't know maybe i that my main point though was that maybe my expectations are why I didn't enjoy the show initially, especially as much as I thought. Although I think that there was a lot of other stuff going on too that led to me not enjoying the first few episodes. Um, uh, do we want to talk about that actually? Cause I feel like that was a, Pat yeah. in, in your author fate, who would win Stephen King or RL Stein? Oh God. Well, well, so again, if they had the powers of their, their books, then Stephen King just, kind of wins because the Solos. mist is like op right Solos, yeah he's also hyped up on cocaine the entire time also he's from maine that makes you a better in your region he's pretty cool pretty cool new england bias right yeah there we go yeah. but i don't know i think it would be pretty damn close uh I, it would probably depend on uh, on who gets the jump 
right? Because what is oh. RL Stein's ability? Reader, beware! You choose the scare. Ch children's right. horror. Listen, <laughs> children's horror. Spooky wild. pumpkins. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. No, dumb shits was serious. I mean, you Those haven't read any Stephen King. Please and die. I've read the Langoliers. Okay. Well. Anyway, so I think the main problem for me, if we're ready to ready to move on, I think the main problem for me with the first few episodes we talked about it a little bit was the tone shifts, and one of them. I think the way that Golden Kamui, again, just to bring this back up, did it better for me was that it never felt like something plot relevant or super serious to like the, the general story of Golden Kamui was solved in a in a truly just comedic way or in a a non direct way. So maybe an example that of this happening in Pungo Stray Dogs would be when the the people, uh, I think it was in the third episode when the, you know, this guy is shown to burst down the doors of some warehouse, shoot up the whole, uh, the whole place, whatever, effortlessly, and built up to be this immense threat, right? Go, he goes to their, where, you know, headquarters, shows up, busts the door down, and says, "We're gonna kill you all. Good luck, or like have fun, whatever." It cuts away, and then suddenly. They're throwing out all the guards and the henchmen out the window and beating the guy by just like flipping him over their back or whatever. Like it felt that to me felt like it was taking taking the piss out of the whole situation and felt so not serious when I was expecting like a real battle or some sort of threat to come from these people rather than, again, the comedic way that they did it where it's literally turned into like a chibi art thing when they're throwing the guy throwing the guards out the window I, I, so those tone shifts are where it really messed with me early on. It doesn't happen as often later on in the show, which is probably why I like it more as I keep watching. But I don't know. It, did, did other people feel the same way? Uh, I mean, uh, who, who, so first? for me, I think that it was a... When I watched that part of the show, it was more like a... Uh, a, a do a normal kind of like shonen transition because like it's meant to take place in a normal world and like you see the same type of stuff go on with like say hunter hunter i don't remember the first few episodes as as well as i do yeah it happens in, in hunter Hunter, uh where you have the you have the main characters with men uh their powers are shown to be more powerful than some some brutes and in this show it's meant to show that their powers are meant to be more powerful than some than a bunch of dudes with guns that's what the whole thing that's what that whole scene was meant to accomplish now sorry but the th people that they take out in that scene are people who have abilities actually there's three of them with yeah. abilities yeah, like there's yeah. the big there's main guy who, like, one of them is like the the Port Mafia's like main assassin. One of their associates like or whatever, right? Like the guy. Yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah, like the guy 
What, did he have a mullet, or am I or am I misremembering that? Wait, um, is it the guy? I'm talking about the guy with the, the bandages on his. Yeah, the ninjas guy. There's a few of them. That's that's the. But, yeah, I guess, but yeah, like he's shown in like one of the last scenes of the show too, like bowing to the to the head guy, right? So, yeah, like, he's a, he's important from what I. Which, understand. like, by the way, why do they just throw them out instead of having them arrested? I guess because they know they'll get broken out. Oh, they mentioned they have. Uh, they mentioned they have uh, power in like every form of the government. Like right, so like they they getting arrested, they, they get, get released, but like they, then, wouldn't, okay, they well, wouldn't do anything at all. Basically. Well, then why not kill them? I don't know, or why not? Because they don't kill them? people. <laughs> well, then what's the he purpose? Of, why do they exist listen, as an organization? Listen, what do they do? He, I'm sorry, you know, I'm asking questions that there's not answers to. He didn't basically what I'm hearing. Hold up, let's. Let's let Jay talk, and then we can go from there. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, Jay. I'm not trying. An, no, it's okay. I understand. But it's, they're <laughs> anime private investigators. They basically do side quests for a living. Like yeah. That, like, they don't necessarily have to kill people to do that most of the time. No, that's true. They solve mysteries. Yeah, and then they create more mysteries and problems it's true. by letting them it's true. It's wild. Scooby-Doo. The plot must march on. The plot must march on. Cat, okay. you wanted that's to say stuff point. as well. Um, so... Basically, what I wanted to say was that my biggest issue with the whole show was that it took itself, the the tonal shifts took itself as if it were uh, a joke of a show, and then uh, took itself way too seriously at certain points. And like you said, Miles, at, like, at the beginning, it felt like it was just trying to trying to catch its stride which is cool i mean i've i've written a book or two before and like i've had that feeling where like i'm just i don't know what's going on with my characters because i wrote the characters first but i didn't write the story i didn't write the main plot so i'm just trying to find a stride and then once the final stride it becomes so easy but like at at this point don't you like revise and go back and you know try and iron out some of the things that were wrong with it like don't you have an editor especially if you're like you know making an anime out of this or a manga like i don't i don't see that's where well, people I'm, find this like, good so that's the problem damn okay so so you're that doesn't eyes, make it, it good it, no well the majority is that people find this story appealing it's fun and, it's good and, and so it, it's hard and to your to to play devil's advocate with that i mean and say yo people found that good i mean look at pat he's wrong but he but you know no, no uh, pat's not wrong that is not wrong I like that. Yeah. That's what I'm trying that. to say. Because like progressive is like progressive revises Kirito's like Kirito's Let's not get off topic. Personality. Um <laughs> why don't we progress onto something else? Well let me bounce okay, off tier. Let me let me bounce off cat because like okay, so how I how I do like reviewing and stuff like that is like comparing themes to other shows that I've seen in the past. So let's say this is a type of show where it has the serious undertones while also mixing in bits of comedy. We just did Golden Comedy. Why is Golden Comedy good, but Bungo Stray Dogs is bad? 
And so like we have to like look at those themes and elements. And I guess to me, that's where like Bungo Stray Dog or like okay, so for instance, Golden Kamui did a really good job with like just saying like Hina Hina when we're eating. Like it's 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 very silly. It, it it's um people have to eat. It's just like a really easy undertone to take in while we're enjoying it. Bongo Stray Dogs to me is like um sorry cat, it's like non-baka where they're like taking the joke and shoving it down my throat and they're like this is funny, you should laugh at it, instead of just me interpreting the joke. Um, and that's kind of like how I interpreted like the comedy while uh, while taking in these series undertones as well. Has, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, it's, uh, um, it's just like for me, the the, the reason for me that the, the switch doesn't work here and it is usually switches switches need to breathe, right? They could be as sudden as you want. But you need to let them breathe, right? So, like, if if a scene is gonna switch, like, uh, I'm trying to think of like a, a scene from Hunter Hunter, but like, for example, there's so a getting that, a boner in the middle of fighting kids. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. Well, you uh, spoiler, was, spoiler. Listen, listen. On. But uh, but I was gonna use the the scene like early on. They're doing the Hunter exams. Oh, not that one. No, You're not no. gonna use that one. But, okay. No, I'm gonna because they're early on. Because it's a lot harder for... I still don't understand fully how to go from... Yeah. So, Killua walks up, right? They're having these fights, and it's very shown in, in the Hunter exams. Um, and then Killua walks up. The music stops. The screen starts having, like, an old film effect, and he just rips someone's heart out, right? And it's very... It's it's a very big tone shift, because while the other fights were definitely life-threatening, they were still in the air of shonen, very fun. But, like, they let... Not... Killua, right did something crazy and they acknowledged that the tone switched because they like stopped the music there was a pause you like saw Killua's eyes in this show things change and they act like they didn't like they were always serious or they were always you know they don't acknowledge the abruptness of their own tone I, I'm shift gonna, I'm going to give what I guess is a hot take because the tone shifting in Golden Kamui bothered me the tone shifting in this didn't bother me I just didn't find the humor funny like I didn't feel like I had whiplash. I just felt like whatever percentage of this the show was comedy was just not not for me. Um, what about the scene where he's like tied up and then you find I, out like he's mafia and then they have like their like serious like dialogue and fights and they punch each other and then at the end he's like say the voice for me and then he does like that stupid voice. It's just like. That has to be like some kind of Japanese joke or some shit I like really that. Yeah. I like, didn't understand. The, it's like uh, Jay, you'll get you'll get this reference for Fire Force when you have like super serious moments and then the, no, chick, get, the yeah. chick just like loses her top. It's just like you, you take the moment away from me. That's not what I was invested in, and this is like the exact. I think it highlights their relationship in some yeah, way. I mean, because. If, I agree, but like the scene, has, it's like the scene has itself. daddy issues. Yeah, right? but it's like the scene itself is like a very serious undertone. Like I, I, I if that is okay. the case, like I, I don't know. Like I, I don't feel, know I feel if like I'm the looking... dialogue before that would have also been like jokingly as well. So, like, so my thought is that the, so here's my read into the, this scene. Okay, um, feel that I'm giving it too much credit. Are you one? I might be. He comes in, and this is essentially their first time confronting each other face-to-face -face since um, what's-his-name has defected from the Port Mafia, uh -huh. and yeah, and he's in charge now, right? So he thinks he has him where he wants him, but he doesn't 
because he's uh, like uber 40 chest smart, right? So he starts the conversation. Uh, sorry, what's the villain's name? Uh, I don't know. Oh, you're, talking about, you're talking about Chua. Chuya. I think he's Chuya. talking about Chuya. I think so. Oh, is he? Am I talking about Chuya? Chuya you're talking about the orange hair guy? Yes. I, the I, orange hair guy? The guy who has the yes, conversation is, with our, yeah, our main yeah, Chuya. 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 Yeah, so he, he, you know, used to be his apprentice or whatever. He's heard about his new apprentice. Like, he's coming in trying to, like, prove his worth and stuff. And then, like, after that... No, he gets the apprentice stunned. is uh, He gets stunned. No, but Chuya was uh, Chuya was Dazai's yeah, it was his partner. But his yeah. partner, okay, yeah. And the guy was the apprentice. Crazy kill demon was his apprentice. Okay, yeah, yeah. the guy died. So, okay, anyways, they had a prior relationship, and he's going in trying to play a role that he's not used to, where he's trying to like be his boss or whatever, like show that he's in charge, that he's better and stuff. And like mm -hmm. once he's finished with that, he reverts back to like their prior relationship or whatever is sort of how i took it like yeah that he he isn't super competent <laughs> at being I, the bad guy really I, yeah but like i, I agree uh, with that honestly it's like okay my biggest issue is that like this is like a big deal for the mafia because they're like oh like you know like you committed a serious crime like you were an exec and then you became a traitor like we're gonna send you to like everyone at the top and they're gonna like execute you in front of everyone to like learn your lesson and stuff and then like he's guarded by literally no one just in a room by himself there's no one for the mafia to guard him by because the mafia really reek of season one throwaway villain like oh so like they're just so they're meant to lose Yes, I, I mean so that's like, my read on it. So is it just like I don't think the mafia is I don't think they're necessarily a throwaway villain. I feel like they're more being set up for an uneasy alliance against the Americans. Like, I, I think that's it's possible as well. I mean, don't, I, but don't, don't you find the to, underlings kind of throwaway, to, Jay? I mean, they're mooks in an anime, man. I'm not gonna fucking complain about it. Like like, yeah, I'm just saying they aren't like. Like, like they're bone dread or something, you know what I mean? Like some sort of force yeah. that is well, untouchable. They, they, I, there was something at like the the guy at the end, he so who was voiced by Hisoka. He was pretty fucking sinister, and he was able. The to boss just, like, is. I'll, I'll agree was, with that. But his underlings just... fail at essentially every turn. Also, they're like, like Jesse and James compared to Giovanni. It, it's like um, I don't know. I felt like a lot of the. Because a lot of characters, like with the mob boss, right? For me, the mob boss scene didn't, like, even then it didn't feel like he was super powerful because the two people on screen, Atsushi and um, the brother, the brother early on, which when you think about it is kind of wrong, says that his ability isn't very well suited for combat, even though he's creating a digital fucking realm. But, um, yeah. And oh, then the reason why he says that is because uh, the shit disappears whenever he gets violence or does violence. So like he get he gets mm -hmm. like one attack off at most yeah. with his ability. So he says that, and then you get um, Atsushi, which is like he's starting to learn how to use his ability, and then this new person that we haven't really met before. So this fight, comparatively to like the other fights in the show, in my opinion, like Octagawa versus Atsushi and stuff. It's not super high, like, state. And then he, like, freezes the girl. Um, 
with like just his menacing, his fucking JoJo menacing stare. Yeah. And it's like, cool, but I don't know how powerful she really, she's not like a super big threat for me to be like, oh, that's super impressive. You know, he's powerful, cool, but like how powerful is she? It didn't really hit for me. You know what I mean? I mean, and, she could lock you in a dimension forever if her thing touches yeah, you. She, and she seems has, like, pretty strong. <laughs> like, I mean, was, homie. Basically, homie, the, only, the only reason anybody survived is because they had the perfect two combination of people to go in there. True. Like, if it oh. wasn't at Sushi, then nobody, he wouldn't have been able to, like, escape. And if it wasn't the, uh, Tani, or what, Tani Zaki, then he wouldn't have been able to do the fake door. Like, yeah. he just had the perfect two people, basically. Well, it's I think it's just Tanizaki with anyone, you know what I mean? Because he has his own realm too. That's, well, anybody else like, would have just gotten caught. They don't have the agility to keep away from the fucking thing like at Sushi does. Yeah, I, I don't shit. even really remember the. You're right, but I don't remember everyone's abilities. So, um, yeah, well, no, he's wear tiger. Like, so yeah, he's just like quick, a wear tiger. Strong. So he's just yeah, furry. but I, and furry. I think it just goes back to like what Pete said at the beginning. It just there feels like so much inconsistency in these first this first part like things just like aren't uh, like that fight shouldn't have been at the end in my opinion because i thought the octagawa atsushi fight was like a lot more important and impactful and like you know it showed a lot more about like why is octagawa the way he is which we don't really know you know what i mean and it like ties together a bit of like dazai and like his storyline and then it's just this last episode that just feels very disconnected for the sake of introducing... Because it's episode one of arc two, which is randomly stuck with the first 11 episodes, which are of arc one. Yeah, again, like, the production shit was just weird with them, okay. with them doing one season. Instead that makes of sense. Two yeah, had had we done more research into like the production, I imagine that we would have wanted to put this into like a two-core episode. Yeah, I actually... Yeah, I should have uh, looked, done a little bit more research. That's my bad, guys. But I, I, think... I don't think so, since it's marketed as a separate season. Yeah, right it's now, like... marketed as a season one. It's, it's not your fault. Like this. I this to me is, I I thought it was fine as its own season. To be honest, especially by the end, I was like, okay, it. it built up for season two. Is that a good thing? Not necessarily, <laughs> but that's also things that shows I like do all the time. You know, is just but it, it mm. is what they got to do. You know. Um, like obviously would have clearly would have been better as a two core show, but so would have a lot of shows that ended up only being twelve episodes, right? You know, like I I don't know. Wondering um, priority. Or, Land of the Lustrous. There you go, Land of the Lustrous. I was hinting at there, like Golden Kamui we see. Actually, second, second season's pretty great, and it would have been just the same if it was connected to the first season because it's just a continuous story, right? Like I don't know. I I think that that's a. It's okay to criticize it if it like. So in my, in my opinion, at least, like because Go Land of the Lustrous just throws a bunch of shit at you at the last second and then leaves it. I didn't feel that that badly about this one. Like right at the end, you know, it introduces like, oh, this is the big main villain, by the way. But at least he's part of the organization that like has been the villain throughout the story, right to this point, and that. Um, well, originally it was supposed to be a continuation uh, to the second season, but. It was canceled in order to promote for the actual manga. Um, and there's still kind of some. Anyway, that's Land of Lustrous talk. Moving on. Well, then, good. We shouldn't do that right now because it's. Yeah, I was confused. Uh, I, Jay, you were what if... I was too. Uh, 
All right. Uh, what, what were you going to say, Jay? Or what was going to be your question you mentioned? Oh, um, if Miles wanted us, it was just a little fun question. If Miles wanted to oh, discuss. Yeah, let, let's end with fun because I just want to talk about episode seven really quick because I, I hated episode seven from like a structural standpoint. Watching it was like kind of fun, but like meta, I, I really, I just didn't like it. And that's because, so episode seven's the one where they're trying to figure out the bomb. Um, like where that is and everything. So the woman they rescued like an episode or two ago in the fish tank, um, you know, they're talking about the bomb or whatever. And she's like, Oh, you mean like the Azure, whatever bomb people, you know, there's a rumor that da, 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 da. And this is why they're doing it. And she just explains exactly the situation. And they're all just like, Oh, wow, thanks for the tip. How do you know that? And she's like, oh, I'm a psychiatrist or something. And they're like, well, that's so useful. This is people who like two episodes ago found a killer because he used the wrong verb tense. Yeah, literally. <laughs> in a in a and sentence, then they weren't yeah. at all like, wait, how does this lady who just found in a fish tank know everything about this bomb? Um, they then call in their detective ex machina to find the bomb. And he's just like, bomb here. Um, so like, <laughs> I love detective characters, oh, but playing. I think that they like, I don't know. He was a little too ex machina E. Um, I liked him, honestly. I thought and I, I, I enjoyed his personality, but like, I think the power is a little too, why don't we just use this all the time? Well, um, he doesn't have a power, but yeah. I guess. It, 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 okay, yes. <laughs> He's always right, though. Um, I, so they, maybe in the second season, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But for this, you're right. He is kind of an ex machina, him and the doctor. <laughs> so when they go to fight, um, the person who's guarding the bomb, he, the guy who's guarding the bomb has the most busted power of all time. It is, he kills you a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. He puts like a number on your hand and w- for, he can control you from anywhere on the entire can planet. Move you anywhere once, he wants. <laughs> and once he's done that enough, you die. So Dazai gets this on him. I don't know how he lives. I don't think they explain how it goes away. Oh, okay, wait, no. So who's the other guy? Blonde guy, sorry. Kunikita. Oh, Dapio. Okay, so Dapio gets it. So my only thought was that Dazai, when Dazai doesn't let him use his power on him, does that also cancel the other usage of the power? I think it gets rid of, like, I think it probably depends on the power, but I'm assuming for something like that, it would cleanse, like, all of the marks. Okay, that was the only thing. I just, they never addressed it, so I was very worried. Yeah, this would... is me guessing. I... Okay. Um. So, anyways, he gets super automatic death on him and manages to live because, <laughs> I, I don't know, he does. Um. Then we learn that his power is the ability to materialize any object as long as he understands its function and it's like, you know, there's so many grams, basically. Um, now, he, to know, like, to mechanics, right? he needs to he needs to know the function of it, not necessarily the mechanics, but like gotcha. the form okay. and function, like Aristotle or whatever. And he also it needs to be smaller than his notebook, which is the most busted power it's of all. Strong time. as fuck. <laughs> like they should be billionaires. Um, <laughs> well, so about that. <laughs> oh, are they? Um, I mean, well, well, there's uh, inflation there's... to worry about. Well, sure, you can do the math. We met a character whose power is that, but better, basically. But okay. they didn't show their power oh, yet. True. Um. So he, 
even though the leader of this operation had completely scouted out these people, the villains didn't know what they were dealing with. So the guy was like, here's the key. It's the only way to win to, to the guy. So like that needed to happen, even though they should have been warned. So they save the day. Then they find out that the lady is the bad guy. And they had just been like really forcing this romantic relationship between her and blonde guy. And um, he was like, no, I've been betrayed. And it's like, come on, dude, you knew this was coming. This happened in episode five and six and now in seven. Um, she shoots hacker dude like twice and hacker dude like falls to the ground. They have a doctor that can, no matter what, as long as you have a spark of life, you get to live. And they just go in a long talk back and forth, not trying to save this man's life at all. Um, and so they, they talk, the lady's like, I want to kill myself. Um, and then they're like, okay, we'll kill you. And then she puts her gun down and is like, but now you can't cause it's illegal. <laughs> and, um, they drop the gun down so that hacker guy who they didn't try to save or perform any first aid on can, can shoot her dead. Um, just so many things happen in this that were like, predictable ex machina is not explained and stuff. And once I saw this episode, I was like, this is going to be the worst show I've ever seen in my entire life. And then the true miracle of Bungo stray dogs happened because after that low point, it just kept on getting better. It was really weird. Anyways, I needed to go on a rant about that episode because I uh, thought it was bad. I remember uh, having this, the same initial reaction where I was just like, wow, these guys who can deduce all of this stuff, like, were not able to figure out that she was, like, somewhat involved in it. I don't know. It was just... Sometimes we all have to grasp, firmly grasp the idiot ball in order for the plot to move forward. I I completely block all of the reasoning that you just mentioned, Miles, out when I was watching the show, because, like... I remember on, I think it was like Christmas Eve, we were talking, or it was the day before Christmas Eve, we were talking about this whole thing, and I was like, okay, I'll pay attention. I I could, like, it wasn't like I, I didn't, uh, it, I, I just couldn't, because like, if I feel like if I did, I would have just quit. I would have not shown up today. <laughs> Honestly, fair enough. I think that you can apply logic to most of the episodes, but that one you you certainly couldn't. Um, Jay, I know you had a fun question for us to sort of wrap things up before we do our normal wrap up stuff. Fun question: What author, be it a uh, mangaka or a regular author or like a even a YA author or something like that, would you want to see a fictionalized version of this? And you don't necessarily have to say what their ability would do, but what would you call their ability? And I will will start, and I would have to go with... I gotta look at the name of the Arthur real quick. Yeah, I go. I would go with Arthur Miller, and I would want to see the Crucible as an ability. Death of a Salesman, also possible... Yes. You know, B ability. <laughs> God, that's so hard. I uh, I am someone who loves OC like I love I'm a sucker for a series like this where you can design characters around whatever and just not have to worry about the actual story. It's why I like JoJo's and shit as well. 
Uh, so this sort of thing, like that, definitely got me about this series. Is I can see why people enjoy it for the OC factor. I will say that much. I will give a weeb answer. I will say I would do Ryukishi 07, and the ability would, of course, be when they cry. Wow. So, oh, that would actually be pretty cool as an ability I name. Uh, I think I'd do a callback from earlier. I think I'd do Stephen King, and let's go with Misery. Misery sounds like a good ability name. Ooh. Like yeah. Or Pet Cemetery would be good, too. <laughs> Very broken. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um... Little Shop of Horrors. I think that's a book too. That might be a good one. It's not a Stephen King book, but yeah. I um, I I will do uh Dave Pilkey and uh I will do the power being named Um The Big Bad Battle Bionic Booger Boy and something whatever, because that's Captain Underpants. I was like, did he write Captain Underpants? (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking it was going to be his power is Diary of a Wimpy Kid or some shit like that. I don't know. Captain Underpants was the last time I read something uh, meaningful in my life. So, uh, (laughs) some some, some good sarcasm, but hey, that's a goaded series right there. So, Dave Pilkey, Mm -hmm. if you're listening, I love you, man. You, you did a good job. Uh, he's still going, apparently, somehow. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's Sir, Sir stinks a lot is the most, and it's the most, <laughs> and the sensational saga of Sir stinks a lot is the most recent in the series. Oh, okay. Nice. All right, go ahead, continue. I, I guess, is it my turn now, I guess? Yeah, sure, go ahead. I guess on that note, I'll do uh, Jeff Kinney, and his ability will be a sociopath because i just remember a story where someone on youtube made a video about how the main character is a sociopath and the author took it down mm. yes. uh, jeff kenny is that diary wimpy kid yeah <laughs> okay oh yeah, video, yeah he actually took down a youtube video calling the main character a sociopath <laughs> that's that's well, pretty funny now i want um, to look up a, a mirror of that and watch it yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll send it to you right now thank you great uh has do you have one yeah, um, uh, you know, I I have two. I can't decide. I it's either Josh Steinbeck and his ability is of mice and men, or Raid Bradbury and it's Fahrenheit four fifty one. Those both sound like cool ass moves. Just pyro. Um, yo, that is yeah. awesome. I did not think of that. Yeah, those both sound like cool ass moves. So wait, I think John Steinbeck. Okay, so John John Steinbeck, John Steinbeck is, is a character, in it. actually. Yeah. Oh, that he is. Is his power of mice and men? His power. Is the grapes of wrath? That's what I was thinking. Uh, was that's be, that's a pretty cool that's movie. That's a cool last name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Has I, was... I you just pulled something out of your ass, and I don't think you understand. I don't like to read like regular books, and you pulled nah, two books that I've actually read out of your ass. Nah, bro. I've read of mice and men. Power should be flowers and melon, and it makes two, two of really the most dumb. popular books ever. Yeah. Really he pulled it out of his really ass. <laughs> Look, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Was, was really good one. Thank goodness we did, a tier list. we did a tier list like two weeks ago of of yeah. uh, required reading books as a group, and it's so good that we uh, are no, no, I was was seeing, seeing the pre- seeing Chad, all the build up to this. Give your power real quick. Yeah. Um. So my uh my power well my my author would be Ernest Klein, and the power would be called Parzival. Oh, Ready Player One. Yeah, um, that's a good answer. I was thinking of the the guy. Um, it, what's no, it called? Kinda... 
Go ahead, Johnny. Okay. I'm sorry, I was just I just wanted to clarify. Wasn't the main character like really creepy in the books? Nope. No. Yep, nope, nope he was. No, he wasn't. Uh, I swear I, he was I, like I, I, we can I don't talk know. about I, this. We'll like, talk about like this. An off or something. But we'll talk about it afterwards. Yeah, anyways, but, yeah, anyways, great, great uh, very off topic. That's okay. Um, we're very good at that. It seems. Uh, so yeah. So let's uh, let's wrap up. We are approaching a long time here. Uh, so what we'll do is we'll do final thoughts, but we'll also include best boy in your final thoughts. And remember, try and keep or this girl. nice. Or girl. Well, are there enough girls in the? Uh, yes, because more. my favorite character yeah. is a girl. There's like four girls. Okay, fine. Do your best character, um, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, and then your closing thoughts and your final score, please. And thank you. So, Kat, why don't you start us off? Uh, so, my final thoughts are actually written down this time. I've got notes. Not I'm very impressed. many, but I've got notes. Um, so, uh, for me, just going down my list. Uh, so first of all, I wanted to mention the sound design because we didn't really mention that too much. Uh, personally, it like the background sound design felt kind of like the background music from Bleach in a way, where they had like extra like vocals into it rather than something like maybe uh, what's it called, Made in Abyss, where they had just uh, where they had more atmospheric music. It was really. Uh, it was really just kind of extra music that they put in. And Jay, I know you actually mentioned that the you thought the sound design was good. I don't share the same opinion. Um because well, I you don't it, like jazz then I guess. Okay. Uh I do like some types of jazz. This was not my type of jazz. You like uh, jazz. Sorry. You like jazz, boy. I'm off um, Yes. Um <laughs> now the now the visuals were a little bit I I felt that they were mediocre because like taking it from I I kind of felt the the same type of feeling of character design from Nambaka because they both had that kind of like slim uh, character feel. Uh, the difference was that Nambaka had a lot more sparkles, and I personally like this, but this one felt more like um, kind of uh, characters that the main character of Barakamon would draw. Um, if you get that reference, cool. If you don't, he does fine. calligraphy. I don't get that. Yes, reference. <laughs> yes, he does calligraphy. The character design feels like it's made out of calligraphy. That was the joke. Um, but it just feels like the same type of like husbando female gender centric uh uh type of character design. And I compared the two, and I felt like this one was a little bit lesser. Uh. The story I couldn't get I couldn't really get on board with it until like the uh until the last few episodes and even then I wasn't completely on board. It just it felt more like a show that I would put on the background. And the characters really weren't that none of them really stuck out to me, um, except for uh Kyoka, the last chick that they had, and that was mainly because it was the one character that was introduced when the story was actually good. Um, and that is actually my best character because, you know, she was introduced when the story was good. Uh, I probably would have gone with the dude with the ability of the Great Gatsby if I knew what his ability actually was and if he got fleshed out more, but didn't. Um, 
But overall, for my final score and final thoughts and everything, uh, I was toiling between the... Excuse me. I was toiling between a 5 and a 6. And I had to come down to the conclusion of a of whether the show was better than Aramega Sensei and Shield Hero. Well, yes. <laughs> um and whether if it, if it was worse than Pet. And ultimately I decided it was better than Shield Hero because it doesn't have slavery in it. Uh so my final score <laughs> You don't know that. Is a five because <laughs> pet <laughs> because pet is still better than uh than this. Okay. So. All right. Uh Haz, what have you got? Yeah, um, you know, I didn't get to talk about this, but sort of to my Miles sort of mentioned it. It does get better. Uh, I think eight and nine specifically are eight, nine, ten, probably the strongest episodes in my opinion. Um I, I really uh the art like the train, the fights on the train were good. Um, the visuals are fine. Uh, there was one weird thing I noticed where it's like, you know, when things are far away, they draw in less detail. I thought they like there were moments where like the faces were just blank and there was nothing on their face, too. and they were yeah. really close to the screen. And I was like, um, that's in the manga, that? by the way. That that's just following manga style. Oh, oh. Well, okay then. Well, yeah. well, yeah, it, it sucks. <laughs> It no. was a lot right. in, on a on a small page. I, I can don't get disagree, that. but no, that's why they did funny. it. <laughs> yeah, but like the way it was super close to the screen, which is why I was like, it took me out sometimes. But other than that, I thought it was a fine um, art style. Um, how the sound design was whatever. You know, it, it's it's good. Um, and I I think because it ended on a even though I think like the last episode itself wasn't too hot, but like the overall feeling of the last four episodes five were good. I. I I felt better and I, I raised my score. So for me, it, it's going to be a five. And my favorite character out of the whole um, show is uh, Kyoka. Um, Kyoka is the center of my favorite part of the show. Um, and I think her and Atsushi's interaction is great. The way she was introduced, her power is mm. cool as fuck. Um, the training scene is just cool as fuck. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, a five to me is average. Uh, it's not, you know, like so just because I, I know it's, Five to me is average. I think it's an average show. Um, in terms of husbandos, I'm I'm straight, but like I think there are better husbando shows out there. Like, I don't know. See, uh, fucking Sebastian from Black Butler is like way more attractive than all the people here. Um, so I I don't know. If you're looking for husbandos, they're here, but I think there are like even better shows for that. So I, that's how I feel. Fair enough. All right. Um, Miles, what have you got? Yeah. So um. God, y'all all picking like characters from like when the show gets better and stuff. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the character that my dick picked, um, Fair. and that's gonna be Akiko, um, just because aesthetically I think she's like ten out of ten. Um, I really really dig the butterfly hair piece, um, and doctors are hot. I like women who are smarter than me. Um, so that's a lot of women, but her too. Um, so that's my best girl. Um, final thoughts. I, you know, God, I can't freaking believe this. I came out of the show enjoying the damn thing. Um, there were a lot of issues at the beginning, but because I have a monkey brain, 
Um, I really grasp onto like the last thing that happened and the last bits of it. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the boat fight, even if it wasn't the best fight, I felt like there was like actual tension and stuff there. Um, you know, uh, I enjoyed the characters that were introduced. I enjoyed that it stopped making as many awful suicide jokes. Um, like I, I really thought that the show found itself in those things. I'm going to probably try season two at some point. I am genuinely surprised that I'm saying this because like through episode seven, I probably would have like given this like a three or a four, but I'm going to give this a, like a six overall, but it's like a, a six plus because um, I like I I think the last like four or five episodes I would give like a high seven or an eight, um, and I'm willing to give it more of a chance I guess. So that that's my thought. Six. I like it. All right, Jay. What about you? Um. Hmm. Uh. First off, I would say that the high point for me is probably I like the I don't know a lot of people didn't really. Uh, seem to notice the OST or anything, but I really enjoyed it. There was some good, uh, like, jazz guitar stuff there, and, uh, like, just jazz in general, I guess. Um, I think that the show was pretty good. It would have been a lot better as a two-core show. Like, they really... I don't know how much agency they had over that, but, uh, they really kind of messed up the formatting there, in my opinion, I think. Um... The characters were pretty... I think the characters were pretty good overall, minus them, like, firmly, firmly grasping the idiot ball at points for the sake of plot. Um, Character designs were good. Like, pretty good, I should say. Uh, Animation was nothing uh, terrible. Nothing to super write home about at points, I would say, but nothing god-awful. Overall... I would have to give the show like a. I would have to say like a. Probably like a six point five for me, um, for the first well, season. Maybe you have like to a pick. S- I'm sorry to burst your bubble. I need. You I have need, to pick. This is your mod club. This is six or seven. Yeah, okay, I mean, or or an eight if you're feeling spicy. Um, go with a seven? Okay. 6.5 rounds to eight. <laughs> yeah, well, that that's why, if he's feeling spicy. But a seven, okay. That No, but go ahead, continue. Sorry, oh, I didn't mean to interrupt. Right. Continue. No, it's okay, it's okay. Um, And as for best character... Uh, it's actually tough, because I, I feel like I liked most of the characters quite a bit, but I gotta go with who I feel like had by far the most like actual character development and development of his themes, and I gotta go with uh, Kunikita. Like, I feel like he had a lot of really good interactions with people, and uh, I feel like, overall, he is kind of, like, the emotional core of the cast in a lot of ways. Him and Atsushi, anyway, obviously. So, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I I like that. Um, I'll comment on that later. Johnny, what have you got? Alright, so, for me, like... Obviously, there were a few glaring issues with, like, how I had about, like, the tone and all that stuff. But for the most part, like, the word I would say for the show is that I feel indifferent. It's just, like, yeah, there's some parts I like, there's some parts I didn't like, but at the end of the day, I just, like, I don't really care about anything that goes on. Like, I'm just there to, like, watch stuff goes down. There's nothing that really grabs my attention that much. And with the flaws, it's just like, 
I, I really can't give this that high of a score. Like, I don't, I don't hate it as much as Pete does, probably, but... So, because of that, I'm gonna give this a 6 out of 10. I do think there are some good things, such as, like, the, the character designs, and also... I, I, I didn't notice the music that much, but, I, like, the times I did notice it, it was pretty nice. So, yeah, I, I, I will agree with Jay on that part. And for the best character, I will go with Kilka as well, because I believe that her... she I felt like she had the most, like actual development throughout the show apart from the Atsushi even though like he didn't have too much in my opinion but like those two felt like they actually kind of changed throughout the show which was a good thing so yeah that's fine alright uh, very short and sweet well done Johnny um, Pete what have you got else. All right. <laughs> well that's good to know as we know Miles is the monkey brain of, it, of, the, of the podcast luckily for me, I have a giant ass head. Therefore, I am the mega mind of the podcast. And I'm here to remind everybody that episodes one through seven did exist. And uh, that should be heavily weighted to your score. I personally believe episodes seven, five, and anything with Naomi is a legit one out of 10. Naomi legit removed me from every single episode that she was in. Uh, the inconsistencies of Bongo Stray Dogs. Why do some people die after two shots and Naomi can get sprayed with an Uzi and she's perfectly fine after, I don't know, hanging out for like bleeding out for like 10 minutes before she gets to a doctor. That's cool. Why does the doctor survive a grenade right in front of her and somebody else on the train or three people on the train die from one explosion? Because that's her power. She can't die. No, she can. No, she like this. She has to like almost no, she die. Can, and then she can out. heal. She can. She can heal herself too. Correct. But if somebody is dead, she cannot revive them. So why does she have superhuman powers that she can survive a grenade blast and other people? First can't? grenade. First grenade takes shrapnel, heals it. Second grenade takes the okay, shrapnel. Uh, is not damaged. It, point blank grenade. It. Ha, spoiler alert: You die. Like you don't. Spoiler alert: That dude seemed hella incompetent at designing his own shit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's been like known to kill like thirty she... plus people. I feel like he knows what he's doing with grenades. It's not just that scene. It's just why does the hacker get shot twice and he can somehow? That grenade was a lemon. It's a lemon bomb. It's like lemonade. Yeah. You fucking. Okay, but like it, it's like those inconsistencies of like why why do the joke. plot armor of the characters exist and why don't they exist for other people? I wish that was just explained like a little bit. Also, why does Naomi exist? Uh, her character is so pointless. She adds absolutely nothing to the show. She absolutely ruined episodes two and three for me. Also, Rompo, uh, terrible character. Um, the whole uh, Miles touched on it where they he solved the the entire episode because the dude said the verb wrong was. One of the worst episodes in anime I've ever seen in my entire life. I thought it was just absolute dog shit. Um, the goods of this show, I thought the characters' design and like their actual wardrobe was really well done. I thought it was really aesthetically to look at these people. It was really fun. Uh, that being said, Mal has a very bad at a three. I'm giving Bungo Stray Dogs a three. I I agree that that episode when he was like bad-mouthing the cops too rompo was like oh you're idiots how could you have not figured this thing out it was just like like dude shut up <laughs> you're being such a dick for no i don't know it just it, it bothered me uh a lot he's just built different you're right um so I'll, I'll do my final thoughts as well um first i think the best uh, my favorite character uh or best character was uh who was it was it uh jay who agreed with me that could uh Kunikita was the best character. Um, 
I, I can't yeah. remember off the top. Of my head. Like yeah, it, what's, yeah, yeah. yeah you, did, you did say all right. Good, I can't remember. Good. Um, yes, I really liked him a lot. I thought he was. Um, he, I watched dub by the way. I don't know how many people watch dub versus sub, but I thought I the dub was that. actually really good. I I thought that I the characters. Um, the like I mean, not. Good. I didn't. Oh really? Oh wow. Um, well I, I. I watched the dub mainly because I didn't want to ruin myself with sub. So. Interesting. I don't know. I thought the dub was pretty good. Like all the characters sounded appropriately aged and like personality wise as well. Um, I don't know. Um, I do agree. A lot of the characters at the start for me, the, where this show goes wrong is uh, at the beginning. So many of the characters were not likable, you know, like, I, I don't know. Nakajima was a whiny little bitch. He didn't really, the um, I didn't care about him. Dazai is just, oh, haha, I'm gonna kill myself, haha, I'm gonna die, or I wanna, oh, look at how romantic it would be if you died with me, lady. Like, oh, my god, double suicide, so hot, uh huh. You know, like, it was just like, alright, we get it. He never shuts up about it, which is one of the reasons why I don't like him, but the, I, all of the characters did grow on me eventually. I do agree, though, Naomi is just awful. Like, it's just like, oh, this is just anime, but like, everything I hate about anime, um, put into a character. Um, but overall, the cast did eventually grow on me. I, I don't, and so did the show, apparently, because I, I did end up enjoying it, um, especially after that awful episode <laughs> in episode seven. I did, I did enjoy the show enough to give it a six out of ten because I could see myself watching more of it. I don't think I will, but I could. So I, I definitely don't want to give it a, a a horrible score. I do agree that the aesthetics were really nice. Character uh, outfits were great. Um, I liked the ED a lot. I don't know if any... I didn't like the OP at all, but the ED was really good. I, I know, Jay, you mentioned the the OST in general was good. I agree with that. Um, I, But I especially loved the ED. It was just a very nice, pleasant ED. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, that's pretty much all I've got to say for this. Um, I, I Again, I, I did not think it was as horrendous as I was worried I was going to think it was after the first couple days of discussion. Um, I'm glad that the show kind of recovers itself by the end. And, and I think we all agreed on that aspect of it at least, but yeah. So our final total score, uh, averaging all of our scores together for Bungo stray dogs is a 5.43. So that is, what is that? Two and change points lower than on Mal? Uh, yes. What was it? 7.81. 7.81, yeah. So uh, that is quite a difference. I don't know. I feel like we don't differ that much when it's a score this high, usually. But uh, clearly, we are not the target audience for the show either. Well, so, looking at Battlefront, we had like a five point difference. <laughs> that's true. That is the other big outlier, though. Like, uh, other than that, though, generally speaking, we're usually within one to one and a half points. Uh, but yeah, so our <laughs> that wraps up our discussion of Bungo Stray Dogs. So Miles, we only had four nominations last week. What did we end up voting on? Sure. So we voted on Serial Experiments Lane, which has the quote unquote J factor associated with it. We had we voted on Don't some other shows. <laughs> Sunny Boy. Um, I, I am using uh, my wife's laptop, so I don't have both monitors, so we're, we're really seeing how good my memory is here. We also voted on The Princess and the Pilot, and 
erased. There we go. Good um, job. I'm proud of you. So uh, for third, we had a two-way tie between Serial's Experiments Lane and The Princess and the Pilot. So they both earn a legacy point. This is the second legacy point for Serial Experiments Lane um, because I had nommed it a while back. Um, and then this is the first for Princess and the Pilot, but it sounds like Pat's going to just watch that. So Yeah, not going to matter anymore. I'm watching um, that, and, man. <laughs> and second, we have Erased. Um, and in first, we have Let's Sunny. Go! Let's go! So we will be watching um, the Mega Minds pick Sunny Boy uh, next mm. next Watch Damn. Club. Yes, that is correct. We are watching... Damn. Sorry, has Sunny Boy. Let's go. I live in the worst timeline. <laughs> it's Madhouse. Come on. It is Madhouse. It's not, uh, that's not the problem. Uh, that's we not are, Matt, we no, are the Madhouse. We are not mad in our house right now as we nominate shows for yes. what is it? Pat, do you mind writing these down this week? Yeah, I can handle that. Um, I'm, I'm smart enough. Yeah. Uh, January 24th is what we're nominating for our, our club meeting on that date. So please nominate or send me the, or well, why am I saying that like that? Let's do it the normal way, Patrick. Kat, what are you nominating for this week's watch club? Mm. Or, or two weeks from now's voting? Well, up so much? I was thinking about maybe nominating something else, but um, I was thinking about nominating my backup pick, but I think I'm gonna double up on erased. Erased, okay. Yeah. Erased. That is spelled erased and being added to the message. All right. Um, who's next? Has has? I know you sent me your. Yeah, just because the name is long. Um, right, I want to uh, be nominating. Describe it to us, yes. Yeah, I'm going to be nominating, um, you know, just, just for reference, the recommendations go as follows. Data Live, the world God only knows, the hentai prince and the stony cat, if her flag breaks, crawling chaos, Nyarku-san, Baka the test. So clearly, among the greats, um, my mental choices are completely interfering with my school romantic comedy. That's what I'm going to be nominating for you all today. What a 7.21 on Mal. So like No it. way. Pretty Was high up there. Legitimately. Wait, wow. what did you recommend? Sorry. My mental choices are completely interfering with my school romantic comedy. That's my number one pick. I think Pat has to because it's a romantic comedy. It, it, it sounds like he's a fake fan if he doesn't vote for it. It, 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 it does sound like number one, really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I guess I talked about this show like a year ago when he nominated it for Flag Brace and said he was going to do this next. So. And then he left the Discord. Yeah, man, and he's back. I, All right. Well, Pat, I need to Pat look into this. Some, some bangers here, bro. I need to. I need to look into this. But uh, Miles, what is your nomination? I am uh, just in the mood to look at shiny Kiono Annie characters, so I'm gonna re up uh, Hibeki Euphonium. Uh, Hibeki Euphonium or Hibike Hibiki Euphonium. Hibike. Sound will work. I just say English words. Trade. Hibachi sound? euphonium. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, sound euphonium it is. Uh yeah, shiny shiny girls is right. Um that's for sure. Uh Jay, what have you got? Uh bu -bu 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 -bu. sorry, let me just check the episode count of one thing real quick. Do 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 
<laughs> no, I'm not recommending that actually. Okay, I'm <laughs> even if it is 13 episodes, I'm good. Uh I am going to do a classic that has not been discussed yet. And something that is actually shorter than the normal amount of episodes. I am going to nominate the uh classic Fooly Cooly. Nice. Woo! I have not watched that. I was gonna say you you caught my attention uh with shorter than it the is usual six thing. episodes long. Wait, <laughs> does Pat not like anime? Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, Are you just learning that? <laughs> Yes. Neither of your moderators like anime. Neither of the moderators love anime. I've been anime. looking for a co-host for two years for a reason. Because nobody hey, likes anime on this whoa. podcast. No, no. I love anime. I just don't love bad anime, which is a lot of the stuff that we recommend. Wink, wink. Well, so, cool is good. It's no, I, I've heard good things. is peak anime, fucker. Uh, okay. Uh, also, all the opening on. themes are amazing for Fooly Cooly. So. I've heard nothing but good things about Fooly Cooly. I'm sure I would enjoy it. Uh, and it's short, so yeah, that's nice. Uh, I'm just bad. I'm just a procrastinator. That's why I like shorter things. Johnny, what have you got? Alright, so, you know, me and Haz have had some conversations about uh, my, or, or sorry, say our nominations, because, you know, Haz likes to be a hater and say that, like, we're all wrong and, like, we all have terrible taste. <laughs> so, you know, maybe this is just me, like, shilling to him, but, you know, like, this is a show I've actually wanted to watch, so you know I'm gonna nominate Cautious Hero. Let's fucking go, Johnny. That's what there I like. We go. That's like that. Hero. I like that. I That's a that W in my voting for. That, that is actually a pretty fun show. Let me copy paste that. Yeah. Next, next up is. Uh, I'll take fifty dollars. I'll take it in cash. Yeah, <laughs> Pete. What have you got? I'm also going to nominate a quote classic. Uh, I got it's. I'm getting very Psyche K vibes because the main characters are a robot and Freddie Mercury. I am nominating Cromarty High School. Ooh, that's an out there one. Cromarty yeah, High cool. School. What? It's 26 episodes, but each episode's 12 minutes, so essentially oh. the same. Yeah, same one. Oh, I found the manga for it. Let's see, spinoff? No. Uh, Cromarty, that's a manga. What the? F what? Did it it's called Cromarty High School. Just trust me on this one. How is it spelled? Yeah, I, I know which one you're talking about. You you might have to send it to Pat because I, I, I got Pat. Don't worry. Oh, I found it. I found yeah, it. I was spelling Cromarty correctly, yeah. but for whatever reason, Mal decided that I wasn't. Um. I don't know, and then I spelled it incorrectly, and then it still showed up for me now, so that's cool. Um, great. Uh, that leaves just me, doesn't it? One, two, three, four, five, six. Yes, we've done the all other six nominations, so I'm going to go with a show that I've just been meaning to watch. Uh, not going to do the movie Princess and the Pilot. I'll just watch that on my own. Um, I'm going to do Vivi. I think Vivi would be a fun show to talk about. Hell it's yeah. One one of the highlights cool, from the man. last year of anime. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's let's talk about Vivi, guys. That'd be a really cool show to talk about, wouldn't it? You know, like AI and like the world coming to an end, and just you know, like I don't know, isn't that kind of what's happening now too? Not the uh, you know, let's not get political. Uh, but yeah, I'll that be wraps up. You guys in a metaverse. 
Yeah, exactly. Oh, you um, let's, uh, that, that wraps up our, our watch club, though, so Pete, take it away. Yes, yeah, so if you have made it this far in the podcast and you want to support us, the best way to do so is like, comment, subscribe, leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Hopefully, our episode gets put on Spotify, since I just found out today that they didn't put our last episode up on Spotify. Thanks, Anchor. Um, next week, I will be reviewing... Uh, the last season of anime so if you're looking forward to me and my 20 anime reviews that's happening next week and then we're going to start our anime of the year process which is going to be a whole bunch of fun it's my favorite part of the year otherwise in two weeks for watch club we are going to be watching the madhouse cult classic even though it came out last summer uh sunny boy so we'll see you in two weeks for that thank you for watching and we'll see you next time hey factor